Have you ever been in a situation where you thought, I'm really taking care of myself. I am doing everything I really need to do to be really conscientious about myself, but yet still feel burnout? It happens. Let's talk to our next speaker who specializes in helping women who are burned out. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. All right, welcome Giant Builders. I'm so happy to have you today. And today our special guest is Tiffany Leader. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fine. I am doing wonderful. So please tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah. So, hey, everybody. Like she said, I am Tiffany Leader. I am a clinical social worker, but also I am a coach. And so I'm an intentional living coach. And what I do is I help high achieving, ambitious, go-getter women just like me to be able to eliminate burnout for good. Um, because I know what it's like to be on that rat race of living life and being multi-passionate and doing, having my hands and all the different things. And I just don't ever, like my heart is, I don't ever want a woman to come to a place where she feels like she has to do all of these things. And it is, it is a detriment to her mental, her emotional and her physical, spiritual self. Life is just worth more than that. And we can, we can live in a way where we can pursue our passions, our families, our communities, things that we enjoy without sacrificing ourselves in the process. So that's what I do. I work with clients on that. That sounds wonderful. How did you get into coaching? Yeah, so it's part of my burnout story, actually. I have hit burnout for uh, several spots in my career. And this last one, I it wasn't told to me, but it was observed that when you get in higher level of employment and you're becoming a director or a different uh, position, that you hustle and you grind. And like I said, it was never really talked about because we talk a lot about self-care in the social work field and the mental health field in general, but it was observed that your phone is ringing off the hook at night, that you're not eating your lunch or you're eating your lunch, but you're working at the same time. You're not actually taking breaks. And so like I would do the things to try to take care of myself, but also I felt this other pressure to have to run as fast and as hard as everybody else around me. And I got to a place where my body was giving me signals. And I kind of like to call it singes. And it's these little singes of like, I'm having a headache here. I might have increased nervousness over here. Nothing that kind of lays me on the floor, but I'm just noticing these different things. And it was a culmination of all of that that hit to a point to where I was like, I have to do something different. I kept grabbing the thought, if I can, if I can just get through this, I'll be okay. Like, let me just get through this. It's just the season. It's just this part of this job. And then I'll be able to do stuff. But the reality is like, we never do that. <laughs> we never make those changes. We put ourselves on the back burner until our body tells us like, Hey, like it gives us signals. And like the signals for me were panic attacks, honestly. 
And I, that's not something I have normally, they started to be ongoing. And so with all of that, and kind of my burnout story, I started looking for things that I could do to stay in the helping field. At one point in time, I was like, maybe I'll just go work at a coffee shop. And people coffee makes people happy. You can still talk to people and converse with them. But at the end of the day, like they got their coffee, and they're leaving. But I knew there was something inside of me that said, like, I'm not done yet. I want to be in the helping field. I want to be able to do something that is sustainable for me and still be able to serve clients. So that's how I became an intentional living coach is that I, um, it's my own story. And I really, really have a passion to help these, help other women to not get to that place that I got to in burnout. So can you expand on this intentional living for me? Yeah, yeah. So intentional living, or I also like to call it slow living lifestyle, is being able to discover things in your life that bring you joy, that bring you passion, that bring you purpose, and being unapologetically implementing that into your life as a counterbalance or a counter rhythm to the work that you have to do. Because the reality is that we have responsibilities and we have work things that we have to do that we don't necessarily like, but that's part of life. It's part of being an adult and we just got to do those things. But when we can intentionally take moments to take care of ourselves, to do stuff that brings us joy, like for me, laughing is a priority for me. And because you've, you are not stressed when you are laughing. And so being able to create a lifestyle of sustainable habits to where you are placing these different things in your life that fills your soul back up and fills you back up. It gives you more time. It gives you more energy to do the things that maybe you don't necessarily want to do and to pursue those passions that you have. So you gave some of the burnout tips or effects that you had. Are there other effects yeah. that we should be aware of? I think, um, yeah, other things that you can be aware, of, especially as women, I know that we tend to be um, overthinkers. So mm -hmm. when you're looking about your mind, it's the racing of the mind. So the first thing I always ask people when I talk to them is how is your sleep? Because if you aren't sleeping, if your mind is racing, you're not able to recharge. That's like our big battery set or like when, you know, when our phones are dead at the end of the day, we plug those things in. Well, sleep is our plug in. And if we are not plugging in and not sleeping and that to do list is taking over, then we're not able to recharge in the way that we need to. And that leads to that burnout. I think other signs too is a feeling of guilt. And this goes a little bit deeper in that, um, you know, you want to ask the question, like, what are you feeling guilty for? But there's a lot of different norms in our society that says a woman has to be busy all the time. Like if you ever are in a conversation with somebody and you're like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm so busy. And it's like, why do we say that? And what's happening is we take it on as an identity. We take it on as a value principle. And so that leads us into the rat race of life that leads us into doing things and staying busy. And I call that the superwoman effect too. It's like, we have to be all things to all people 
everywhere. So being able to kind of see, like, are you running ragged? Are you physically tired because of the amount of things that are on your schedule? And do you feel guilty about saying no to those different things? You think our body gets used to it and then craves the busyness? Oh, yes. 100%. It becomes a habit pattern. And so we're so used to it that it's almost fear. It's, there's like a level of fear. There's clients that are like, I'm afraid to stop. Or like, they're like, what happens when I stop? Because I've been in this pattern for so long. But the reality is like your body is exhausted and it's telling you things, even though it may feel like there's tension there of like, what do I do when I stop? It's telling you things of like, I've got to stop. Or like in my case, and I've talked to many women in their cases, their body lets them know when it's time to stop because they get sick or have other ailments that start coming up to phys- they have to rest. Yeah. So con- confession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, if I get up in the morning and I don't have a number of things on my to-do list, I get stressed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's kind of a norm in our society these days. It is a norm. And it's a norm that um, there's so many other factors. I was going to say that's to it. It's just a lot of these cultural norms. I've been talking to a lot of people about cultural norms for women and why. Why do we, why do we get like for you? Like, why do you get stressed when there's not a to do this? Because I'm, I've been the same way. Like I, I'm saying I have to practice saying like, you know what? There can be space. There can be a pause because I know like when I do the pause, then I do ultimately, I feel better after I pause. Does it hurt to start making those changes? Yeah. Cause your body and your brain are in that pattern. You have to break the pattern. Expand on this pause thing for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I like to call it is called take a moment. Okay. And so what that means is is allowing space for your brain and your body to rest. Mm. And that can look way different depending on the season of life you're in and how you function naturally and operate naturally in the world. And so what I like to do with clients is I help them discover what that is for them. So what brings you joy? The things I talked about earlier, what brings you passion? What makes you laugh? What um, just feels good? Like, for example, for me, I love being outside. Mm -hmm. I always say there's a reason the trees are green. There's a reason that the sky is blue. There's a reason that the sun is yellow. And we can look at all the research of the benefits of our nature. But for me, it is a way to relieve stress in a very easy way. Because I could step outside like right now, I could take eight seconds, which is a great deep breath, step outside, feel the sun on my face. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And so like I tell people, eight seconds is a deep breath. You could do eight minutes of something or eight hours if you have the time or any time in between to take time for yourself to fill you back up. Sometimes we just need those little jolts of recharge and being able to discover and find what works for you in your season of life is so important because the reality is it changes in the seasons of life that we're in and we have to kind of ebb and flow of what that looks like. 
Now, I have to say that uh, I, I do I do take a walk in the afternoon. Yeah. Really like my yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, and but so let me ask you this. Is this crossing the border? So I like to have my quiet time, but listen to things that are teaching me. Is that still not no. taking time for me? No, that is taking time for you. Because if okay, you enjoy, if you enjoy, do you enjoy it? I enjoy it a lot. Okay, yes. then if you can find joy in doing that, yeah. Because a lot of people say, "But I don't can't sit still," or like, uh, yeah, "I okay. feel like I gotta do things." And I'm like, "I get it. I'm kind of the same way." But another question to ask yourself is like, "Do you enjoy it? Is it restful?" Is the next one because for you, I'm sure the walking and the podcast listening it's very restful it's something different maybe out of your routine you're learning something new which is fun uh, but that may be stressful for somebody else so i always tell people like discover what's it going to be for you because we can tell you all the things and i'm happy to share things for you but what works for me may not work for you and we've got to figure out what's going to work for you okay so Sitting after dinner and watching a movie with my husband. Cool time. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I do. Okay, there you go. That's okay. So the, yeah. the most important point is, do you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. And also, I think it's to be aware to, and this is another vein for maybe another day, another topic, but we also have to be aware, like, are we numbing our emotions by media? Expand on that for me. Yeah. So when we feel uncomfortable feelings, the knee jerk human reaction is to be like, oh, protective mode. Okay. And so we don't want to feel it. We don't want to deal with it. What do we do? Most commonly, we eat it. And actually, that's a, a very cultural common thing is that we eat our emotions or we go watch a movie or we go watch TV or we're scrolling the internet and scrolling social media. So there's a fine line of, are we sitting down and I feel good and we're enjoying this movie or really, am I avoiding really comfortable feelings and just being distracted by what's right in front of me? Because it's not restful when we're distracting ourselves. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, so is there a lot of like mindset involved with putting yourself yeah. in these positions? Yes, 100%. I think that's the foundation of it is that what are we thinking and how does that affect our emotions and how does that affect our behaviors and how we show up in the world? When we, I am a firm believer, when we change your perspective, we change your life forever. Because when you can give yourself permission to take time and know that that time and those pauses are for you to, for your health and for your body and for your soul and all that stuff. When we can think like, Ooh, okay, this is good for me. I'm going to do this. Then we're more apt to carry it out. We're more apt to have emotions that are attached to it. But when we think like, you know what? I ain't got time for that. I don't feel good about doing that because I feel guilty because I'm not spending time with other people or whatever it is then that thought stops us from actually creating change. Okay. So what does a first meeting look like with you? Yeah. So a first meeting with me looks like one, I want to get to know you. Like I want to know who you are and uh, I want you to know me too. So I like to tell clients to ask me questions 
um, as I'm asking questions too, because I feel like we have to build our relationship for us to work together. And then we talk about goals of like, what are you looking at? What is, what are you having a hard time? And I ask a bunch of questions to say like, okay, what is our priority in this time together? What's going to be the most effective way for us to work together in order to carry this out? I normally start with mindset with everybody, but if we need to actually start with taking moments to get some wins quicker so that you can see that things are happening and rolling, then we can do that. Um, and yeah, so we, the, my priority for our first meeting is to set the goal and get to know each other. Okay. Do you think that burnout might be parallel with like attention deficit? So sometimes I feel like if my brain is not doing something, I'm like, yeah, I think so too. I think, um, I was like, that's a big can of worms to open, but it's okay. Um, I think that one, people who have the actual diagnosis of intention deficit disorder, there are ways to navigate that. That's a little bit different from what I'm talking about. So when that is unmedicated or not being taken care of, that definitely can lead to burnout. I like to also talk about cultural attention deficit because uh, media, social media specifically, if you look at the research behind it, it's actually rewiring our brains to click. And so, and it's rewiring our brains to read short form or watch short form videos and have short form text. That is changing the way that we think and the way that we process information. And so when we don't have that instantaneous fix, or that thing, or whatever it is, it creates this tension in our bodies, which can create burnout too. It's the level of burnout that happens from that. Oh, that's great information. All right. Yeah. Oh, life is just hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. But let me tell you, I just say like, there's so much joy to be had too yeah. in the work. Like it feels hard. And I know a lot of the things we're talking about can feel hard to start to do. But I'm, a, for me, I'm a testament to it. My clients are of like, you can live a life that's full of joy and of purpose and passion and to be able to not let life dictate to your, your life, but for you to dictate your life and the things that you can control. It, there's so much freedom when it comes for that. And I say eliminate burnout for good because I have eliminated burnout for good. Like I know the signs and symptoms in myself to where I know what steps I need to take so that I never reach that point again. So. All right. Great. All right, Giant Builders. If you're ready for intentional living, give Tiffany a call. I will have her information below. Thank you, Tiffany. That was such great information. I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you to have me here. Great. All right, Giant Builders. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.